everybody, especially me, because it was just driving me insane. This podcast is now both on Spotify and iTunes. It works. It works. And it turns out that my poor tech guy that I'm sending all this stuff to, and I'm like, can you fix the feed? And then all these, you know, Spotify's customer services, like this feed needs to be changed. So we get the whole thing done and it finally goes through and it doesn't have any comments. And obviously it's not downloading to my subscribed phone. So it's like, there's no, none of the uh, listeners who follow the, who've downloaded this and none of the comments, there were 203 comments on it. We're all gone. And I realized at that moment, oh, RotoWire has got to switch this over. And it's so obvious and I'm so stupid that I didn't realize this is that, of course, if you're going to switch the RSS feed, just like if you're going to change your email and password, you have to log in with the old password. You know, not going to let like some third party just go to the site, sign up and switch it. You have to log in as you and then switch it. So I was like, RotoWire must have it. So I email uh, DJ today. And all of a sudden, the, the old one comes through with everything on it. And he says, yeah, I just switched it for you. He's like, we're going to have to untangle it from the RotoWire stuff because it's still caught up in those other podcasts. But, you know, talk to Shannon when he gets back from the FSGA. That's it. So for three weeks, I'm like killing myself and my this poor tech guy. I'm emailing him all this stuff and uh, Apple customer service. And the whole thing was just I needed to email DJ and say, can you switch to this RSS feed? And with tech problems, it's almost always that. You're trying a million complicated things and it's like, oh, this one box isn't checked. It's always one thing, one setting that you needed to have. Just like just now you're messing with your mic and it's like, oh, you just have to plug it into here. It's always one thing that you just didn't do. And I don't know the solution to that because unless you really know what the hell you're doing with this stuff, which I do not, I'm not going to know what I don't know. This is Donald Rumsfeld, the unknown unknowns. I don't even realize that this is the problem. And so I'm going through all this like unimportant stuff to fix it. And literally I just had to send one email to DJ and he's like, oh yeah, here's the thing. I did it for you. No problem. Well, at least you figured it out. And yeah, I know that's been annoying for you. It's been annoying for me. I like, I mean, I'm sure the listenership's gone way down and it doesn't go into your device. You don't normally listen to these last few shows, but not to, to, sorry, you may not like this, but my next question is, is it a problem for every, you don't have to go to every single device, right? Cause I actually use an app called overcast because the Apple pods are just horrible on my phone. So, but I don't see it showing up on overcast. So is that another thing? Is, is overcast like everything? No, no. Uh, I think it's Google overcast. I think it I'm not sure be. what it is. It used to show up. I mean, it's always been there normally and right. it's a pretty so, popular service. So, so DJ told me that, you know, Spotify, Apple are good. Google takes the longest. It's the most pain okay. in the ass. But he said that it showed that I'd already taken over the Google one somehow. So let me know. We'll do. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'll, I'll go back to it. But at least it's on iTunes, yeah, which is sure. the biggest one, and Spotify. Sure. It was just so annoying. I'm launching this new thing. And like, it probably had 10% of the listeners because, you know, those are the people willing to go to the site, which is great. But then the site would like pause and like rewind. I heard the that, yeah. It's almost and, more and annoying because you could have had it fixed two weeks ago, really, if you thought it, if you had come up. If with I had realized. Yeah. Well, uh, well yeah. the RSS, we had to build it. Because in other words, mo usually you go to a provider like Megaphone or one of these providers mm -hmm. or Anchor. I could have gone to that for free. Mm -hmm. But when the guy's building the site, they're like, what do you want to do? I was like, can you host it on our site? He's like, they're like, yeah. But when you do that, then you have to create the RSS feed yourself. Right, right, right. And so they created it and there were like little errors here and there. But but I think the real thing was I just needed to flip the switch. So <laughs> that's done. Thank God. And I'm happy about that. Um, well, they should go back and listen to last episode if you missed it, because we talked a lot about all, you know, crazy issues. Of, we had like a million topics. And I looked at this week. I'm like, oh, I didn't even really take any notes this this week. You got, a, you got stuff on your mind? Oh, I got a lot. I got a lot okay, of stuff. Okay, good, good, good. Last Super week was Bowl, good. I'm sure, right? Sports, right? 
top of your list of yeah shows? no i mean i'm done with that i talk about the xm show um yeah. and we were joking last week that like you know when i don't have eight hours to talk about sports you and i'll probably talk a lot of sports maybe we'll have to do a, a sports only version and then a non-sports I just this week you, you are still talking sports. sorry go ahead. not this much week not much talking. well i'm still talking on the xm so i'm like yeah, I, yeah. how many times can you break down the same fucking game you know yeah. but i do have to ask you something and so i'm gonna tell a story so i it was like saturday night and i realized i didn't get any money down in the super bowl and i felt pretty good about the Bengals and the points I, you know I, I wrote it up as Bengals. I do have my theory that the defenses, the top defenses outperform in the Super Bowl. So I was a little nervous that maybe the Rams defense is that good. They're sort of on the borderline. Look at the numbers. But I just really, my vibe with Cincinnati and the Rams are equal. They shouldn't be getting four and a half. So I emailed you on Saturday night and I said, hey, can you put in a bet for me? Because in Portugal, it's, it's hard for me to get a bet down. I can't go to like FanDuel or DraftKings. Uh, I just want like 300. And what did you tell me when I asked you that? I said I, I might be limited. My, you win a couple uh, futures MLBs and your your account gets limited. So I had already been the reason I said, hey, you can you can if you want, but if you do you have an alternative, yeah, uh, go, go look for it because I already limited the bet that you wanted. And not only that though, I I, I had gone I I rarely do this, but I beat the market. I I locked in at four and a half right away because I thought the line was going to move. So I kind of found that a little bit more valuable where I was locked in as well too at four and a half minus one ten or whatever. So. Um, yes, I did tell you that. And I did bet for my brother-in-law and my other buddy the, the money line for him. But yes, specifically the against the spread, I had already reached my limit uh, for that bet. Yes. The real man reaches his limit. So you, someone goes and says, hey, can you throw a little action? And you said I could take a piece of it, but I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll look elsewhere. So Kevin Payne, he took the Rams. He gave me 100 on it. And then Ted Bell put in 200 for me. So I won 300 bucks. So that was nice. But how much did you win? That's what, I, that's what I'm getting at, man. Oh, it, it was a, 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 a limited me at 1,000. I mean, it wasn't it, yeah, a thousand. thousand, is it? Oh, and you're going to give away some of that? That's very nice of you. That wasn't yeah. even that no, much. I mean, I thought, it wasn't anything. I thought you were like, I bet 20 grand or something and it was maxed. No, no. That's, they only that's limited, they limited yeah. you. They're yeah, such yeah. a, you're such a yeah. whale. Yeah. They were like, such a market. I don't movie. know they how were this like, stuff goes. Yeah. I, I don't know how this stuff goes. They limited yeah, you a $1,000. Yeah. Correct. For a Super yes. Bowl bet? Yeah, I know. It would have been better had I just let it uh, be vague and you thought I bet, a, a, you know, a, a oh, I was, amount. I, but yeah, no, that's, way too that's, much respect. Right, too right, much. right. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. it would have been better. It's unfortunate. Secretive, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's all that was. I didn't even really bet any props or anything. And, and uh, you know, I, I was so, you know, just disappointed the Niners weren't playing. I was just whatever, half-heartedly watching it. Didn't even go to a party or anything. It's pretty. I, one thing I'll say about the, the the Super Bowl, other than yes, sorry to tell you, it wasn't you know an obscene amount of money. But um, Larry David was in a commercial for FTX. It was a, a first of all, it was a clever commercial and, and fairly funny or whatever the, the premise, whatever. But my timeline is is pretty funny. It's gone from people so excited, you know, that talking about uh, crypto, quote unquote, to other people like uh, what is a swan guy being like, "Curb has been ruined forever." Because, you know, he's shilling, you know, a, a company that deals with also shit coins. Right. So shit I thought that was pretty funny that, that that's too like now curbs ruined for him because how dare he even uh, put his yeah. name to FTX. You know, that's not yeah. just Bitcoin only a maxi, you know, that that, that Corey, Corey's his name. This guy, you know, mm -hmm. him, you like him. Uh, I know anyway, he is. I the guy who always gives the stock to flow guy uh, the hardest time. But um, anyway, yeah, I just yeah. thought that was funny. There was a lot of crypto commercials um, um, and sports gambling and all that stuff. But um, did you have any thoughts to take away at all other than? Uh, I guess the Rams are probably the best. Uh, crazy losing Beckham. Uh, my buddy predicted oh, yeah. a, a star's gonna leave injured. He had this weird feeling. He told me all all week um, long, and yeah, that sucks. Beckham man did tear his ACL, and he was balling out there. But the Rams uh, just ultimately prevailed.
Yeah, I thought it was 50-50. I thought the Bengals were just as good. I, I just, you know, they could have easily gained a yard, got the field goal range, sent it to overtime. I was hoping for that because I had a 26-23 Bengals. And my last column for being the book to get the score right in the Super Bowl would have been a nice way to go out. I mean, not just covering, but get the score right. You know, that would be going out on top. But, you know, whatever. I'll take the cover. I'll take the money. And McVay yeah, I, went for it on fourth and one of his own 30 with five minutes left. I mean, I don't think Shanahan yeah. does that. I mean, props to him. Maybe he's been a nutless monkey on those calls. And he's literally fourth and one. His own, I mean, that was a pretty good ballsy, ballsy call, and it worked. Yeah, I had to hand it to Cooper Cup because nobody else could gain a yard. Yeah, the Super Bowl, you know, we, we sure, killed move it. on. We yeah. talked it to death. But you were talking about the advertisements for Bitcoin, and this is a good segue. So you can spend a gazillion dollars in the Super Bowl. It's not going to make that much of a difference. You want to advertise Bitcoin. What you do is you have some totalitarians <laughs> seize funds from <laughs> from protesters and then also like dox them. You know, this is really serious. They're doxing the people and threatening to freeze their bank accounts. And it was always like, well, yeah, Bitcoin, I get it. Like if you're in like Zimbabwe or, you know, Venezuela or Argentina or something where there's hyperinflation and they can seize your money and there's a banana republic and it's, you know, totalitarian, whatever. But come on, we're in the US and Europe and Canada or whatever, like we don't need this. Our money works fine. And now suddenly what you're donating to the truckers who are peacefully protesting. And now they're going to lock down your bank account for donating to something that you believe in. Now you see how important it is to separate uh, money and state that if the state controls money, they own you because money's what basically allows you to do anything you do in life. And if they can control the money and cut you off, they own you. Now cash is still alive for now. They want to get rid of it, but without cash and without Bitcoin, you are basically you know, under total surveillance. And I think a lot of people got orange-pilled from this whole thing because they realized, holy shit, even if you don't care about this protest, um, you see theoretically, if you make the wrong post on Twitter, if you say the wrong thing, you see now that if the government controls the, the rails, especially in a digital economy now, they own you. And people are like, wow, what if there was this thing they didn't control? That would be pretty valuable. So the use case just exploded like the, the awareness of that to me that was bigger than any commercials they could have bought for the super bowl yeah i know that is true that's what they're saying i hope it is true um but yeah just being your own bank certainly it's a good commercial for that when literally governments are seizing people's money i mean that is actually truly scary but um yeah no uh, that's uh seems to be the case and then there's also a, a account uh on twitter popular twitter account was suspended i guess it's back up now though and all all it did was just do screenshots of of, of of people that literally there, there wasn't even commentary and it was of i guess i think of the reason that they were kicked off was of old trudeau stuff uh but anyway it's it's crazy defiant l's so yeah, was, you know people you, yeah. taking the l so it would be like somebody some like preposterous person being when like say the trump was trying to get the vaccine done being like no way i'm taking that poison you know there's absolutely no way it's going to kill us all and then nine months later saying if you're not taking the vaccine, you need to be forced. You know, this is an emergency. And just, you know, they just basically take a screenshot of the first tweet. And by the way, that thing that I said sounds crazy. There's many tweets of people who are like, literally like, this is a poison. And then like, everybody must take it depending on who was in power. And there'd be a screenshot of the first and a screenshot of the second. And it would just show how absurd they were. I guess, yeah, the last one was Trudeau. What he said a, a bunch of years ago, like if, the, if they're, shutting down and censoring free speech, you, you know, totalitarian or whatever he said. And then he's doing that. And that was yeah, enough but, for Twitter to suspend the account. I mean, this is really happening. I mean, it's crazy. This is real life. If you actually think about it, like that is the ultimate defiant L, right? Twitter just took it because it's 
Twitter is, 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 you know, you could have a screenshot of Twitter being like, Twitter needs to crack down on disinformation. And then you see Twitter cracking down on screenshots, which are the opposite of disinformation. They're literally just showing what people said and giving Twitter the, def the ultimate defiant L in killing the defiant L account. Like it's literally the defiant L. You're trying to censor good information that doesn't comport with your ideology. Under the and guide. ironically, so many more people know about that account now than they did had they not even done that, like myself and us talking yeah. about it. And, oh, I, I've seen it a bunch of times, but yeah. well, okay, uh, but I hadn't, and I now yeah, I will. Yeah. Now I'm going to follow yeah. it. Now I mean, it looks, you know, I mean, yeah. When it comes back, you'll follow it or, or, or a different back. version. It is back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it is back. already back. back. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really work out so well for them. But I got a lot of stuff. So there's this All guy right, Gummy right. Bear that I follow at Gummy Bear, or gut, you can search for Gummy Bear. He's a he's like a guy who does these deep dives on different topics. He did one on Bitcoin. And it was it was bad. He doesn't get it, but he's smart and he did, did some good ones on COVID. And he did one on this so-called conspiracy theory that Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's father. And have you heard that? I've seen a little. Yes, I have seen come across okay. it. I did not. I didn't send you that. Did I? I didn't send you that. I should send you his article. No, anyway, no, no. I organically have come across that, but I have not done a deep dive or anything. Okay, so this guy did a deep dive, and. You know, it's kind of, it doesn't really matter for current events, like whether he's the father or Pierre Trudeau's his father is, is, is supposed to be. Whatever he's doing is, is, is what he's doing. It doesn't really matter. But it is just a curiosity of how fucked up it is that like this guy, if he is like the son of Fidel Castro, and we just don't even know that. It's just so crazy that things like that are like right in front of your face. Anyway, this was a conspiracy theory that came out a few years ago. And then there were some pieces purportedly debunking it showing that the Trudeaus never went to Cuba till like 1976 and Trudeau was born in 1971. So just, it's impossible. It's not as fun. But then he went deeper and he was like, actually, Pierre Trudeau and his new wife, uh, Trudeau's mom, went to these islands in the Caribbean for like their, I don't know, it was their honeymoon or whatever. And they were there for a bunch. And one of the islands was unspecified that they had gone to. And so there was this kind of opportunity. And then there's a photo of... Trudeau's mom looking lovingly at Castro that he has, like complete adoration. And Pierre Trudeau's just kind of standing there. It was known that she, that she had like seen other people while they were married. He was like 55. She was like 20. I mean, it was, you know, a huge age difference. And then he started saying, you know, you look at the pictures, they look identical. I mean, Trudeau looks just like Castro when he's younger. And the guy has all the photos. It's really worth checking. That's a good, it's actually just an entertaining article, regardless of whether it happens to be, ends up being true. Then he says, let's look at the height. Trudeau is six foot four. You know, they show him standing next to Trump, who's listed at six three, knowing Trump probably is six two or six one. But anyway, he's taller than Trump. Castro is tall. He's like six three. Um, and Trudeau's six four. Pierre Trudeau is five ten. Okay. And his mom is five six. And his mom's brother was like five nine or five ten. He showed. So there's not a lot of height in the mom's side. And the father was average five ten. And Trudeau's six foot four. And Castro is six foot three, and he looks just like him. I, I recommend the article. I've said on my Twitter, minus 400 that Castro is Trudeau's father. I'm, I'm putting it at minus 400. Oh, is that, based that, on that compelling? I, I, I I, I'm not saying it's, it's not proven. There's no <laughs> DNA, no paternity test, but I'm saying it's minus 400 after that article. I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I would bet 500 bucks on it easily.
Well, careful, you don't fall for the Gallman amnesia effect, I believe it's called here. You just said literally this guy was a bunch of fake news on Bitcoin, but then you turn the page and you and you don't don't treat it as gospel. It's all I'm warning yeah. you. Well, well, warning well no, you. I'm not I'm not treating him as gospel. I'm treating his argument said, as yeah, as yeah, likely. Yeah, 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 and that's the reason I actually like the guy on Twitter. I actually follow him and I like him. It's just that his argument at Bitcoin was bad. You know, it was stuff that I knew. You're right, but that is Gelman amnesia when something you know is wrong and then you look at something you don't know. But this is You know who like came that. up with that? You know who came up with that term? And Michael Crichton. So no, but that's a great right. term. You know, when you read the New York Times and you're like I love it. Love it. Yeah. You're like, this thing I know about is total bullshit. They're they're totally wrong about this. And then you're like, Oh, what's going on in the Middle East? You know, oh and you oh, take it of as course. possible. You yeah. take it at face value, like, oh, yeah. this is what the New York Times is saying about the Middle East, and like, but they totally don't know about my area. In general, the way to avoid that is don't trust because it's this guy that I like. Just look at the facts, look at the evidence. Uh, make totally. No, I agree. Yeah. I don't like the argument when they come back. Well, look at the source. I'm like, no, no, no I don't even care who the source is. Read what, what he's being said. He you does know? a deep dive and there, and he even like, you know, leads with the pieces like that purportedly debunk it. And then, he, then right. he goes into it a little deeper. Anyway, I recommend it. It's a good read. It's like a really right, fascinating read. It down. I mean, how, who, how, who wouldn't trust someone with gummy bears? As it's gummy, it's gummy bear, dude. You got to yeah. trust him. All right. So that's that. I wanted to get that out there. I know you like that kind of shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wrote this. I think it's a great idea and I think people should do it. I would love it if just listeners did it and I'll do it. Maybe you should do it is at least on weekends, but you know, more if you're able, leave your cell phone at home, turn it off, put it in your desk drawer or whatever, and then go out for most of the day and just use cash, go to a restaurant, go to wherever, spend the day with cash without your phone. Now I know people have kids and all this shit, but it's not that big a thing, you know, like you don't have to be accounted for every second of the day for kids in a safe place, you know, whatever. Or you could have some sort of protocol if someone needed to reach you, call this restaurant, call this person. But you basically just ghost the surveillance state. Like if you're using cash and you, your cell phone's not with you, you're completely unaccounted for. And that used to be the, the default, right? People use cash mostly, not too many credit cards and there are no cell phones, but now, I've been saying in like 30 years, cash is going to look actually like a, a, a nice thing because it's, 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 you know, traceless and that's going to become a will. That's why they want to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they want to get rid of it because they don't want you to be anonymous. They don't want you to be able to transact without permission, basically. I mean, your credit card can always be declined. Um, and they also know where you went. Well, you know exactly. So, you know, I, I said to Heather, so we should just use cash. Like, fuck this, you know? And she's like, with the airline mile. But it's always like, Oh, I'll just show my past again in the restaurant because I want to go to the restaurant. I want to go skiing. I want to travel. Show my past. It's like, put the convenience, put the extra bonus. I don't know, man. Like, I'm going to start using cash. I like the airline miles, especially because we have to fly internationally in the summer to go to LA. But anyway, I'm just going to do it on weekends for a bit and try to expand the, the use of that. Just kind of ghost, ghost the system. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I like it. It's a good move. I'm on online too much. Um, my kids are playing more sports these days, taking my time away, getting me more outdoors. And that's, that's a good thing. So, uh, I, I, I hear you. It's a good unplug your phone for a day and, and you, I, yeah, cash. Sure. Also the other problem with credit cards, besides the fact they track you is, you know, the credit card, the restaurant pays the credit card company like a percent and a half or whatever. And that's a cost and that gets passed on, right? Everything's one and a half percent or 2% yeah. more because of credit cards. So these companies like Visa and American Express, they're, multi-billion dollar companies and they give you back some of it in, you know, incentives or whatever, but it makes everything more expensive for everybody. Like it's just a shit deal. Like if you're the only one using the credit card, it's a good deal. But once we all use credit cards, then 
prices rise to accommodate that. And, you know, we're just basically siphoning off this little VIG to these companies just for everything. Yeah. No, I know some restaurants are cash only and it makes sense because of that. Yeah. No, that's, well, that's why isn't the idea of like, like I was saying with the, these smart contracts to eliminate that third party, use a blockchain um, and then just come to an agreement. I mean, I, I, am I make, I mean, isn't, I feel like that's the, the future to eliminate that a, third party. Why is that needed? A blockchain of what? What do you mean? Smart con. So you just come to some, you, there would not be a, a third party needed for that. You would just like, uh, like maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but I thought then you could, like I said, you could, you could come up with uh, reservations at a restaurant or a seat at a movie theater or whatever. You don't need open table for that. You just uh, the, you use the block open table. You could definitely skip, but like the credit card company, you would need, you would need some way to settle. You could pay them in Bitcoin, obviously. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay, you just pay yeah. them in Bitcoin, but like, yeah. yes. But in terms of like, you know, it wouldn't be like an NFT. You would just literally just pay them in Bitcoin. Yeah, no, you'd pay them in Bitcoin. Yes, right, yeah. right, and that's it. No credit yeah. card. Um, there'd be no extra points or whatever, but yeah. it would also well, save them yeah. money. I mean, there's transaction costs to it, but it'd be, you know, Lightning Network would be almost nothing. Couple mm -hmm. of cents, and that's even. I mean, that's and you doing that is incentive. I mean, it helps the whole network. I mean, that's you're paying the miners. I mean, that's just a nice little, you know, uh, symbiotic relationship. So you know, listatrotorider.com. That's my email. That was a wild thing to see. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Pete told me like a few weeks ago. He's like, you know, I'm going to warn you. Like at some point, they're going to port that over, and you know, since you're not here, yours is going to get ported over. Like no problem. Obviously, that was going to happen. Here's send it to my Gmail. Actually, the Proton Mail I prefer. And it's not because Marty Bent said it. I had already done that before Marty Bent. So don't try to get that. Yeah, no, it's funny. I've never heard of Proton Mail, but then I hear it about it twice in the same day. No, I, I, it's, there's a it's, term for that, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and it, it, and, and encrypted and it's um, their privacy focused. So I, I've got Proton Mail right. and I even paid Different for country, it. Different country, right? Different country. It's, it's like Switzerland or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. I set that up and all of a sudden today, without warning, I mean, Pete warned me a few weeks ago, but like they didn't, I didn't know the exact date. Nuked. So I'm not getting emails and okay, we'll figure it out. So I email Herb and I'm like, Hey, uh, can you just make sure this thing's forwarding? Cause I'm not getting some of these. He's like, Oh yeah. They're, I talked to their tech guy and he's like, no, it's against company policy. So Pete may work it out. I don't know. This is like over the weekend. It's not the end of the world. And either way I'm screwed. I, I sent out a, a big email to everybody and was just like, Hey, I got a new email. And in some ways it's good because like, if it does forward to my Gmail, then all those spammers and scammers, are going to have my Gmail. So in a way, it's like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, but you want uh, some warning, like two weeks or something. Yeah. Well, like I, I downloaded everything. I've got all the emails. I didn't lose anything. It's just oh, that, okay. Okay. It just that, like, let's say a long lost friend or something had my email and yeah. he'd be like, I tried to like go through my email for the last like six months and like anyone just give but it But it'll at least shoot him back being like, this is no longer, you know, a mail or right. payment or whatever. So at least know that. But yeah, that's yeah, it's right. not that's that hard. Right. Text, yeah. they could friends of friends, whatever. It's not the end of the world. But the real problem isn't that. The real problem is Rotowire's email I got in 2001. Gmail didn't even exist to like, what, 2004, 2005, something like that. And maybe it was before that, but there was no Gmail. Like I had Yahoo Mail. And I had AOL until two, two months ago. <laughs> dude, so every single account I have, like United Airlines and whatever else, it's all that Rotowire email. Like oh, every, no. there's hundreds, there's places in Portugal, banks, the health services, everything. They're going to email me and be like, oh, yeah, you, you, you've missed a payment or this is due or don't forget to do this tax or crickets, right? So I'm going through, I've got to like redo like 100 accounts. Like this is yeah. just going to be, you know, that's the, really why I wanted like some sort of forwarding so I would get noticed. Anyway, it's not the end of the world. 
but what a pain in the ass, right? Like I just like I my email from before Gmail, I think even existed is now just nuked. You know, it's like losing your cell yeah. phone number or something. Totally. No, that would be, yeah, no, that would be, especially if it just happened without, without notice too, but at least you downloaded and you know, and I, yeah, mean, I didn't know. Kinda, I, yeah. You know. Yeah. I got you. But then, yeah, no, no forwarding policy. I guess it makes sense, but yeah, that, that would be a, an uneasy feeling, but yeah. Yeah. You have work ahead of you. Yeah, you have free exactly. time for it though. The nice thing is you have free time. I have some time. And now this iTunes thing was driving me crazy. It was so frustrating. And because you're doing like customer service with these places and they just like respond like 24 hours later, like you can't just get an answer. And, like, yeah. and the tech guy, email him, he responds like an hour later. It's just, ugh. and I like, I'm not the tech. It was, I'm just so glad people, that, that got resolved. The people were complaining too. Yeah. And I mean, they should, I'm glad they're complaining. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd rather yeah, than be like, Hey, know, we, totally. we want to listen. You know, I'm pissed and yeah. people listen on their phone and they're not going to change their habits of listening, you know? So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. What else? Did I say? Oh, so I'm doing this thing, doing this thing. You know, there's like tournament brackets. This guy spread a PDF. Jason Weingarten, I think is his real name. He did one a bunch of years ago with NFL criminals as like, you know, 64 team bracket. Like OJ, I think was a one seed and like, a couple other really bad, you know, you know, Aaron Hernandez was a one seed, you know, like who's Ray the, Carruth, yeah. Yeah. Ray Carruth, you know, these were the Ray Lewis is a high seed, you know, all these different seated players. And it was funny. Right. And I, I thought about that. And I decided to do one for COVID villains. It was going to be called COVID madness and the Nuremberg for the Nuremberg four to make it to the final four. Um, and so Fauci is like a one seed Gates is a one seed, you know, like I've got like, I'm like mixing and matching it. So I'm building this uh, tournament bracket that, for like that doesn't COVID controversial at all. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, what are you going to do? Where are you going to break this out on Twitter? I don't know. Maybe my website. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe realmanwood.com. I don't know. But just <laughs> somewhere. Twitter will shut. Uh, that's the kind of thing you get to shut down. I know. I'll even know if I'm going to release it, but I'll, I'll read it. At very least, I'll read it and maybe put a screenshot in the podcast or something in the video cast. Yeah. Right. Something. Yeah. But I'm yeah. putting together. I'm not. I can't find 64 yet. But I got a lot of guys. You know, a lot of people that are. Yeah. Have just. Oh, spread I'm sure me. you could come up with 64 if you think. There's so many. Yeah. Well, like yeah. there's just like that health minister of Germany who's like seriously like full on, old. He's old school. If you know what I'm saying with Germany, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of dudes like that. So yeah, I got that going. That's another project. I'm. I don't know if you heard about this on the XM show, but I'm building that steamer. The oh, bath, yeah. NFBC hybrid. I'm basically done with it. I think I need to tweak the pitching a little. It's a little lower than I like. And I think I did one thing that I could adjust a little better. I made the replacement value too low because I use nine, nine pitchers. And since I pulled out the relievers, that should really be seven pitchers. So replacement should be like seven times nine. Sorry, I mean, seven times 12, 12 mm -hmm. teams, 84, like pitcher 80, pitcher 75 through 100 should be replacement. I think I have it like 80 through 120. And if you move it up like that, the top guys get a little more valuable because they absorb most of the value. So I'll anyway, yeah, no, I, I was, no, I'm in, no, that's, I'm very interested, interested in that. Um, dude, baseball is so fun. I'm, I'm constantly in at least one DC these days, if not two, um, I'm going to be really frustrated when and if baseball doesn't start on time because I've invested a lot of uh, time and effort into forget the, the, uh, the entries, but, um, uh, yeah, it's so, so fun, man. So I'll tell you one, uh, I, I, I had the seventh pick in one couple days ago. And I was waiting for this to happen. And um, Cole went fourth, whatever, and Burns went sixth. And I'm like, you know, really? There's th look, look at the projections. There's many years where there were like six horses projected to get 300 right. Indians or whatever, 280. There really is a drop-off after those two. Like I've seen Phil DeSoe go ahead and – I'm in the league with him, and he took Tatis at five. He's like, you can win you know, with, with hitters. 
I uh, I do go after speed event like fairly in the first whatever. So I'll take Mondesi or something. But anyway, what do you th- who do you think I went with there instead with those two guys up? No, se- yeah, whatever, seven. But with the with Burns Wheeler, you like Wheeler? Um, no, I did not. Scherzer, not. Max. No, you're going to keep guessing here. Degrom. Keep guessing. Bueller. No. Okay. So now, see, I consider him. I like him. He's my number third pick. So I'm like, but I he can come back in the second. Plus, I feel like he's not much. No, keep guessing. No. Bauer. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Not not a hitter. No. Not a hitter either. No. As a pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course. Then it's got to be one of these. Uh, who else am I? There's like I'm obviously oh, missing man. like the one guy that goes in that round. No. I, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm oh, the only human. The to do this. Woodruff. Woodruff. No. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying this for a reason, man. I, I said oh, a man on someone. Yeah, Hendricks. I did it. I, I'm a hater guy. Yeah. Hater. Yeah. So so I'm taking a, a reliever at seven overall. I set the I'm sure I set the min. You set the uh, all yeah. time min. That's I, the I all felt no, like, you set the min. You set the all time yeah. min for that. Real man. Hater, hater was far less likely to reach my number two pick than a Bueller type. And I didn't have a huge right. difference between Bueller and a few other guys there. So I'm like, you know what? Don't blame me. Blame the guy that just stole Burns and I warned the league. I'm like, things are about to get weird in here. Um, I would have rather like waited until the main event and done that. But I, 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 more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I, that is my number. Well, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I'm not passing up Tatis, you know, I'm not taking, I'm not passing, but I did pass up an Acuna or some, or a Tucker. Right. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? think it's crazy. Well, I'll give you what, what the master sheet has with all that stuff. Oh yeah. Cause you were going to, I was, yeah, I, it I has hater at 24. It has oh, I thought my, I thought it bumped up. I thought your thing bumped up the relievers a little. It did. It did. Hendricks is 20 overall. But if you just go with this is the aggregate with speed adjustment. If you just go with steamer, it has Hendricks at 15 and Hater at 25. And if you just go with the bat, it has Hater at 13 overall. So the bat, yeah. if you use my, you know, it's not, it's not Derek, it's his projections, but it's my formulas and using the NFBC setup to calculate what the value is. So if you just use the bats projections under my interpreting it. He's 13th. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. And so, so in the you last know, two, the last two drafts I've been, not only is Hendricks gone in the top 15 picks, but Iglesias is now a mid second rounder too. So it, as crazy as it is, it's all getting pushed up. So, uh, uh yeah. but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I thought that that was at least mildly interesting to say, I gave you 20 guesses and you couldn't come up with it. Cause I know oh, I, so well, I didn't realize I didn't yeah. think I saw the box. I was trying to think of a starter. Uh, anytime so, you can lock in 60 innings pitch with your first pick, you know, you gotta, you gotta take it. Incredible. By the way, if you use the, uh, the speed adjustment that I did, cause you know, th- there is a speed premium, Tatis is number one with a bullet when you when you aggregate all of them. It the projection systems like him so much. He is number one with a bullet. Like it is not even close. He's ten dollars more than the second guy in one of the projection systems. Did he get that shoulder fixed or it's not a fine? It's worth the risk any either way because he's just so good. Well, yeah. No, I don't know who know. does the playing time projections, but whatever it is, that's they gave him the I playing time. I would argue that. Yeah. No. So Steamer has him so in, hard, man. Bags are hard. And, and he does everything. Okay, so he's number one. But this is what the projection systems give. Degrom is sixteen. Oh, he's sixteen on both. Steamer and the bat, sixteen overall on both. And I took him seventeen because I took Scherzer at fourteen, and then it went through. You know, two more picks, and I really like Kyle Tucker. And I was going to take him, and I was like, dude, I just want to win this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, Tucker's really good. He's a good value at seventeen. I'm like, but just give me Degrom, you know. And then if the season starts in like May, so he like basically pitches most of it anyway. His like ratio stats are so far. It's not, there's like everybody else and there's him. The only reason he's not number one by far is because he's like projected for 24 starts or whatever. 
Kyle Tucker was like a seventh rounder last year. How many steals did he have? I mean, 14, 14. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, his track record's one year. I, I, I just think a, a, an ace has so much more upside. Yeah, I mean the thing about well, the problem with the aces is they're no aces, and so they're all. I know that good. that might be a problem. That's what I'm saying. The more I'm into this, I'm like, man, maybe it just worked better last year because yeah, there uh, yeah there were I loved Glass now and there yeah it's, and I loved Burns in round three. I mean, right. it's and a like, little bit trickier. Like Bieber is be not trickier. Bieber. You know, there's so many guys that are I know compromised, uh, and and the thing is like Gilito, um, Nola step backs. I know. Yeah, I know. there's there's it, no it, aces. Yeah, and Bauer, you, you know what happened yeah. to Bauer? I mean, so. Yeah. There's no aces. And, and so if you look at the projections, I mean, you know, whatever, they're just projections, but like those, they take the most predictive factors. They're like, everybody's got a 350, 360 ERA. Like none of those guys are sub three. The only guy sub three is DeGrom. Everybody else is like 340, 360. I think Burns is like 317. That's like the next best. So it's like, oh, I'm going to pay up for this guy who's got like a one, you know, 109 whip or 112 whip and a 360 ERA and wins 13 games and 195 strikeouts. It's like, no, right? The problem though, and the reason why you did so well last year is you, you got some good pitchers, but then like the hitters were all the same. Like there was, there was no reason to spend anything on a hitter because you got like 20 hitters like Posey and belt that were doing just as well as the top hitters at like a 10th of the price. And it was, and so the hitters just like, okay, why spend on hitters? Hitting is, is free. It was like the opposite of how it used to be. Yeah, no, it it is trickier. I'm learning myself during the, with this process because you're right. It it is different. The 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 aces have not quite been there, and I've had to uh, had to maneuver a little bit. Uh, it, ha it has been uh, it's been different. It's been fun though. I've still I've still been going pretty pretty pitcher heavy. Typically about seven of them or eight through ten rounds. So we'll see. And these fifteen teamers. So I, yeah. I've maintained my strategy, and maybe it's off base because of uh because of because of that. And there, yeah, I mean may, maybe it maybe that's the case. We'll see. I just hope that we we can find out. And there's actually baseball because right. Man, it seems pessimistic, but um, yeah, I don't know. These owners are idiots. Maybe they don't even care if the season doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, they, or they might just want to like go all in to break the players completely. I want to make the case for Tucker that you said like, what's the deal with him? Okay. So I, I was totally sold. I looked at him. So he had 30 home runs and 14 steals in 140 games. So he wasn't a compile. He wasn't like playing 160 games to get that. And he batted 294, uh, which is really good in this environment. So that was actually really valuable. And he's in a good lineup. And then he only struck out 90 times, which is like very low uh, in this environment. Like the plate discipline is really good. So that 294 is no fluke. And then if you look at his minor league stats, he stole 30 bases in 2019 in 125 games. He's like a guy who can run, play defense. He stole 20 in 100 games in 2018 at AAA. This guy runs. He's, you know, the 14 and he's 25 years old. Like he's at his peak. So this is just like a, a good player who solved it last year. You know, he was, he got on base. He didn't strike out. He hit for average. He had power and he ran some and he's in the middle. He should be in the middle of a good lineup and he's in his prime. So I, yeah, I, I think I it's, get it. I mean, I think it's this, la this last one, I mean, he went in between Acuna and Harper or the MVP. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's right. better. He better be good to put, to put up that, but yeah, sure. He's young and could even, maybe even there's a, another step. Um, are you, uh, so how are you treating closers though? How, how are you going to do it? in these? I just, you know, I, I told Jeff, I said, it's like ace King in poker. You know, I just was like, you know, you're probably going to miss the flop, but you got to bet it. It's like you, you put your chips in anyway. And I feel the same way. Like I just, get a couple of like, I got trying in the 11th Garrett Whitlock in the 15th, a couple of speculative oh, yeah, guys, three or four. Yeah, with Paul. Talking with and Paul, I, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I put my money in and if, if I missed the flop, you know, it, it is what it is. 
but I'm not going to play it safe. I'm not going to say I need to have a per I need to make sure I get the closer because otherwise I'm screwed. First off, Hader could get hurt too. Or, you know, oh, yeah. that, I mean, obviously he's way more likely to survive than trying in who they signed Kenley. That's maybe over right away, but I just want to get some good values on them. I don't know if I'm going to chase, I'm not saying I never would. I just feel like, and the values are roughly there. I, people are even going beyond those values that I have, but get, you know, like Verlander to me is way underpriced. They just paid him 25 mil. I think he should, he should be like in the fourth round. He's always there. I would love to get Tatis if I'm picking high enough, but I don't think I'm going to price up those closers unless one falls like an extra round. And I mean like a, a no man's land where I don't love any of the choices I have. And then I'll just take one. Yeah, it's no man's land for me after if Burns and Cole aren't there. So yeah, for sure. And first then, yeah. round is no man's land. It's it's a wasteland. Real man, real man doesn't like any player after the first round. Uh, I, I signed up uh, I'm for the first time since Wyckoff, or they uh, still waiting for that check bankrupt company. I'm going to do the uh, live event uh, uh, in Vegas too. So oh nice, looking forward nice. to that if they actually you know do it. But um, I'm yeah, I uh, I waited too long to sign up for like a flight to make it work for a couple of days. But for one night, I'm going to go and, and ideally do that. You've done that right? 11 a.m. the big one where where there's like oh, I've seven done it at once. I've done it in many Bellagio. Times. Yeah, nice. yeah, I love no, it. It's that, really fun. It's fun. People talk shit. You can get some beer, although I usually didn't, but mostly because the gluten, not because of the alcohol. <laughs> it's fun. It's see a lot of the guys. They'll know who you are, you know, a lot of them. And they're, they're just very nice. I love this and, and all the, there's a lot of good content out there. There's a lot of good fantasy baseball pods, actually. And um, I like the community. They have a, a sense of humor and competitive. And uh, yeah, no, I can't get enough of it. It's, 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 it's fun. We'll see if it, uh, it lasts again. But, but uh, the, the, I, am, I, am, I am attempting it again. The uh, crazy, uh, crazy, crazy pitching. And then steals become tricky as ever, too. But that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I, I made a first time I ever made an adjustment for it in my cheat sheet because I basically took all the the money, like and I, I translated draft picks into money on a pretty basic formula. And then I added up all the draft picks for everybody above 10, 10 steals or more. And I created a budget out of that. And then I took those same guys, all the guys projected for 10 steals or more with steamer and counted up how much those guys added up to. And there was like $200 difference. So I apportioned that $200 to the steals guys and took it away from the non-steals guys proportionally. So each steals were 32 cents extra above 10 and each steal below 10 was minus 42 cents to make it just equal. So I just, you know, you have to have the same amount of money total spent. And so if you had like, you know, nine steals, you lost 42 cents. Or if you had 11, it wasn't like big, but if you have zero steals, you'd lose a couple of bucks off your value. Or if you had, you know, 35 steals, you'd get a lot added to your total. And I think it like actually looks more like an NFBC. It's a little bit different because there's the it's got its own, you know, stat projections in there, but it looks a little bit like an NFBC board. Right. And I right. feel like that steals adjustment was legit. So normally I did like two thirds NFBC, one third, one sixth steamer, one sixth bat. But because I did the steals and saves adjustments and everything, the catcher's adjustments, I then just made half market and, and half, you know, a quarter, a quarter. So half and half. And I might even go a third, a third, a third and do it equally even because I've done, I've gone so far as to like, cater to the nfbc game with the steals adjustment and using their drafting to like even calculate how much should be spent on steals with you on verlander by the way i drafted him in each of my last two leagues and uh the one thing uh, what do you what do you know about spin people too because like my guy Karinchak clearly just fell off a cliff with the spin was 100 percent the issue matt barnes and red Sox was the same thing um, I don't know, weird variables with that too. I mean, there's, it's uh, a universal DH, but really the spin, I don't know what ball they're going to use, but um, I haven't really just really 
there's no way of knowing. So it's factored it in. That's a whole other thing for, you know, you got the labor thing. When's the season going to start? That's mm-hmm. huge. Right. Then you've got the ball. Like what kind of ball are we going to have? That's huge. It's like the fed. Are they going to print? Are they going to raise <laughs> rates? It's like, you're dealing with this fed, you know, you're just like, do I buy stocks? Well, which stock? Well, don't worry about the stocks, which stock worry about whether they're going to print or not. So that that's just like a ridiculous thing to have to deal with. Then you deal with the spin. So is it going to start? When is it going to start the ball? Then the sticky stuff and the spin. And now you got to, then you got to deal with like stadiums are being changed. They add a wall in, in Baltimore and they do something, you know, so this is just ridiculous. Like it used to be, Oh, well, you know, I, I like to identify players who are good and that's what's fun about baseball. Like which prospects going to pan out. We argue about that and we make a bet, but now you're betting on all the shit. That's got nothing to do with the fundamentals. You know, it's just like the markets. It's like, it has nothing to do with the fundamentals. It has everything to do with all of the environment. And so it's becoming a bit ridiculous, but I don't know. There's still some signal in all the noise and it, still fun but yeah i I don't think i'm gonna go that big greg greg said uh maybe i'll do a beat chrysalis anyway uh, even though i'm not with rotowire and i'm i'm psyched to do it but then i'm like oh shit sunday i gotta go back and make my moves for that thing you know like i was like oh i'm really gonna be free travel be untethered yeah Yeah. that's why i love these dcs no uh no fab you um yeah so tomorrow's your last speaking of greg with xm i was thinking this so tomorrow's your actual last show ever huh no 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 next week is my last show Next oh, week. one more week. Oh, I had written down. One more week. This yeah. is your last. Oh, okay. not, ri- not rid of me yet. We'll wrap it up because we've been almost an hour. Or we've been like 45 minutes. But uh, I just think like, what the fuck is going on now? Like nobody gives two shits about COVID anymore. Like, let me ask you this. This, this is the craziest thing. I, somebody tweeted this. I think it was Draft Cheat tweeted. When is everyone going to acknowledge that Aaron Rodgers was right? Funny to tweet that to like just piss off all those fucking people who were dunking on Aaron Rodgers two weeks did, ago. Yeah. What are they going to, you know, when are they going to do it? Somebody responded to him. I should have retweeted this. I just was going to, and I got sidetracked, but he's like, what a miracle that nobody got COVID during the NFL playoffs. Not a single player. I know. I know. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Not a single player got COVID. They just don't care. Right. What about the Super Bowl? No one's wearing a mask. Nobody cares. This is all fake. Nobody cares. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. I'm not saying people won't still get sick and die. Like they did of the flu five years ago. Like they did of, you know, other respiratory illnesses. It, there's rep- respiratory illnesses. Sadly, some people do get them and die. People who are sick, some people who are not seemingly sick could be extremely unlucky. It's not likely, but of course it's possible. But nobody cares for real. I mean, there are people that care. There's still the people, you know, the people compare them to those like Japanese soldiers, like 20 years after World War II, who were like still hiding out, thinking didn't know the war was over. They just played the whole playoffs without a single person missing a game for COVID. Like they just don't care. People are traveling, and and then these and these stupid municipalities are like, oh, we're, you know, I think in a week we could maybe consider relaxing the man. What the fuck are you even talking about? What the nobody gives a fuck anymore. This is what's so crazy. It's like, by the way, how about that trucker protest? There's like tens of thousands of people in Ottawa. Where's the COVID outbreak? Why aren't these people being hospitalized? They're all like dancing around and barbecuing and hanging out all day outside. This is a place where there were total restrictions on all the shit. Where's the medical disaster that would no doubt ensue if this were, it's not even real. You've got Justin Trudeau freezing people's bank accounts for donating to this peaceful protest. But the, the real scandal is that it's not even fucking real. There's a George Orwell quote passage in 1984 where I think it says, first and most important commandment was don't believe what you see with your own eyes. <laughs> you know, never believe what you see with your own eyes. And this is just the most crazy emperor's new clothes, crazy. Like you walk around 
everything's normal. And yet these places are like trying to force you to get medicine and then going to close out your bank account when you donate to people who are like, you know what, I'm not good with that. And I'm going to peacefully protest and get your attention. Just amazing. Yeah, no, I, I, the playoff thing in the NFL it, it went from from constant updates to uh, to nothing, and it was in the thick of winter. So you know, I, I mean, of course, the cases were in play, but yeah, January was higher than ever. I mean, it was like it just it was beyond. Zero. You know, yeah, it was just beyond. It, it it's just not credible. You know, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, no, and, Levitan would make a running joke. They they do the pregnancy tests on game day. That's when they hand out pregnancy tests instead of the actual COVID test. Because game day too, the, the the numbers would go way way down too, and they're supposedly getting tested that day too. So yes, it's theater and and and, and all just an act. You you said you have five minutes to get on the right uh, side of, of history, right? So maybe it feels like it's going, it's coming to a to a you know heading toward a crescendo. But the thing I worry about is I don't want people to be like, yeah, they gave back all our stuff. No, it's not theirs to fucking give back. I think a lot of these places are seeing the trucker thing and they're trying to do that. Give it back before it gets taken. Trudeau's fucked because they're not going to leave. And if he does any violence to these people, he's going to that other category of, you know, killing his own people. So he's fucked. And nobody wants to be in that position where it's not up to the leader anymore. You just get your power taken away completely. They show that you have no power, that you're a puppet. You got nothing. So they're saying, oh, no, no, we're going to give this back. Here you go. And the truckers made that happen, I think. Because around the world, there were convoys in Israel and places in the U.S. planning it and in Europe and Finland. And they don't want to be put to the thing where you show they are nobodies, that there's just a Wizard of Oz guy behind the curtain, completely powerless, totally bluffing, full of shit, puppet for the World Economic Forum. And we can talk about Tulsi Gabbard in a second because I remember we, we were mentioning that. But I, but I don't want people like us and people listening to think, oh, great, they gave it back. That's great. They didn't give back shit. They need to stay on the run. They need to stay scared. They need to know that it's not theirs to give back or take away. And it never was. And we were under the misimpression because we got duped that there was a crisis and we gave them powers they never should have had. So I just, that's my concern. I, yeah, it is going well, but don't, you know, do not relent. Do not say, okay, good. We can compromise here. No, those people need to be prosecuted. Those people need to be, we need to remove them from power. And we need to prosecute them for the fraud that they, perpetrated on the people and all the damage that was done. And we, and we cannot relent at all, no matter how nice your life is, because you can travel again, period. And like, do not comply with any of this shit. They're going to try to keep some of it in place. Do not comply. Like, I'm serious. You know, press the edge, you know, double down here. This is, this is not the time to get celebratory. All right, let's move on to, to Tulsi. She, I see people discovered her tweet from 2015, and yeah, she said something about the WEF, and that, I know, people change, but what, what are your thoughts? I, I, certainly, her actions don't, don't speak like, I mean, it's, I mean, she's certainly separated herself since then, but go ahead. So I voted for her in the primary, and I, voted for, I wrote her in the election, so she was my top choice, and she seems by far, the, I don't trust any politicians, but she seems by far the most sensible and you know, aware of like how reality is she's critical of authoritarianism and censorship and all those things uh but to me like they had her as like a young up-and-coming leader which you know uh trudeau was one of them macron was one of them almost everybody all these puppets were you know are wf handpicked and she was one of the young global leaders or whatever five six mm -hmm. eight years ago whenever it was and to me like to have the wf on your resume is like having the ku klux klan on your resume it's a stain. I mean, it's, it's an embarrassing stain. It'd be like, oh yeah, I was at the clan for two years and then I did this and then I did that. It's like, wait, you were where? What were you involved in? It's like a total deal breaker. 
And so I, I think she should probably explain that. Dress it. Yeah. Just say, look, yeah, I, I, you know, these are powerful people. I thought this could be a good thing for my career. And then I realized what they are and I'm, they're gross, whatever. That's fine. But like, to me, like it's clan level bad. It's like the most poisonous, disgusting organization in the world right now. It's, it's the, it's the enemy basically of the average person. That's fair to ask her to, to, to to address that. Sure. I got, I got you. Yeah. That's, that's- if if a politician came up and they were like, oh, I was in the Klan for, or I was, you know, mentored by them, you'd you'd be like, how was that possible? Curious about that, but yeah. Otherwise, I I like her, and and if I were to vote for somebody, I'd probably still vote for her. But it's the one thing that makes me a little, it's a little bit nervous. Fair. Uh, before we go, uh, a couple other controversial the Ukraine invasion uh, and the Durham report. I mean, how does he not even bring up the Durham report? Oh, well, so Ted Bell, I'm going to be in his podcast tomorrow, and he's like the guy who really dives into the, the oh, legal yeah. file. Yeah, and he just and reads the actual filing. There's no even opinion. I mean, he's just reading reading what happens. And he'll court. draw conclusions, but he'll draw conclusions yeah. from, from you know things that had to be substantiated as facts rather than just made up partisan uh, innuendo or just conspiracies. And and by the way, I shouldn't even say conspiracy. You know, people do conspire. Some conspiracies are true, but I mean fake conspiracies. Hillary Clinton tweeted something like, oh, just more lies from the Trump, blah, blah, blah. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, your lawyer just got indicted. He's going to go to jail. And now another guy just got indicted. This isn't just some like made up partisan bullshit. There's a legal case against them that, you know, had to stand up scrutiny in a court and it, and it passed. And it's not politically popular right now. And it still stood up. So I, I don't know, like the level of trouble she's in. And I'll talk to Ted about that. He'll know more. Shockingly Basically. not being reported by uh, legacy oh, media too, too much. I mean, Shocking. It, it is so screwed up that like these things just do not get reported. Like this is like front page news. Obviously the, the Jelaine Maxwell trial, all this. Stuff. It's like, how crazy is a world where like the New York times and the Washington post, they just don't report the news. I don't know if it was always like this, but like, yeah, I, they I just don't too, if, it, if it's always been this way or yeah, I know. They don't, I don't know. Okay. And then the, the rest matter, but. The Russia thing, did you see that AP reporter grill that like State Department apparatchik, Pentagon apparatchik, mm-hmm. that guy who was like, you know, no, we have good evidence that they're like, well, what is the evidence? Did you see that that video? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, yes. can you give me some 100%. evidence? And he just couldn't give him any evidence. And he just embarrassed himself about uh, Russia's secret plans to. And he's like, I just flag. told you. He's like, no, you just told me that you have something. You didn't tell me anything. You just told me right. to just believe you. Yeah. No, that guy was great. That, that, that reporter. That, guy that was like real journalism. We need That's a journalist. That person. Yes. Yes. We need like a thousand. More of them. Nobody, nobody will care about what <laughs> Joe Rogan's saying. Now give that guy the Pulitzer. Yeah, give that guy the Pulitzer. Just, I mean, right. yeah. Instead of fake Russiagate reporting, those guys won Pulitzers for lying and making up shit. Right. So that whole thing. So Trump, obviously, he, he was spied on. They paid a, a company to do it. I think we talked a little about this last week. But anyway, it's, you know, so this stuff happened. You know, it's just being completely buried. This is, uh, I'm curious to see the fallout from this. And, but the thing is, you know, Hillary could get weak. She's old, her grip on power, her context, they start slipping as you get older. And as soon as they get weak, then the, you know, then the truth is being held back by like a, a network of powerful people who don't want it to come out. But as they get weaker and older and new people get power, they slip, they lose their game. A peripheral person who might've held it back. gets a little dementia, you know, I mean, this is how the shit, I think it just happens one death at a time, one one ill person at a time that the power starts to move to another generation. And then the story comes out that we still don't know who killed. I mean, we still don't know the story of JFK's assassination. So who knows? 9-11, World Trader Center 7. I don't know about the whole thing, what, what's true, and what's not, but we still don't have the real explanation for exactly what happened to 9-11. So who knows if we'll ever find out? I really hope we do. 
I'm always the last up, one. I always thought JFK was a conspiracy for sure. I always that's what I was always. Well, about. it um, was a conspiracy theory, but you know, I I, I hate the fact that conspiracy theory, yeah, the word conspiracy, yeah, yeah, is yeah. now meant to mean false conspiracy theory. Right, right. Because right, right. Yes. people well better are, put than what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 You mean it, you you thought it was a false conspiracy theory, yeah. and now, yes. dude, you got to look up this Trudeau Castro thing because that's not important. <laughs> but I'll tell you, minus four hundred. But I'll give you the last. I'll give you the last thing uh, that you mentioned, Russia, right? Yeah, you're so, so this is funny, right? So they they had this total like plan to you know because the COVID thing's dying, it's not working, people are not taking it seriously. So they're like, oh, we gotta swag the dog, you know, let's let's start some shit here. And Snowden it, called know. them out. Nothing worse than a media pushing for a war, is what and they love it. We did. But yeah. so, you know, when the Iraq war happened, they did that and it worked. And everyone was like, yeah, we got to get them WMDs. You know, they did 9-11, even though, of course, they didn't. And now they tried, certainly tried, but nobody believed them. And there was like a, a CNN thing saying, you know, Russia can, you know, attack tomorrow. And Putin was like joking about it. And his diplomats said, please let me know the schedule uh, when we're attacking, because I know I got to take some vacation time. Like they're just totally mocking it. Like it never happened. And they because they knew that Biden needed that to happen to distract from these trucker protests. You know, they, they don't want to focus on Canada and freezing people's accounts and this COVID thing petering out. And they they're pulling back, right? They're even pulling back. You know, there's a whole other debate on you know, whether NATO encroaching on Russia's territory, how much of it is Russia, how much of it is, is NATO, you know, what, what the origin of the beef is. But there was no imminent attack. And certainly uh, they weren't going to give it to them under these circumstances. So the whole thing just flopped completely. We're supposed to be in a, in a war right now to justify the higher oil prices, to justify inflation, whatever. Um, hey, maybe it, it worked work. out for the greater good of the world if they just did it, not do it despite us or whatever. So, hey, look at it that yeah. way. But yeah, yeah no, I mean, I don't know if it's despite yeah, us. They might have just never the, the plan. But yeah, they might have just never had plans and they were trying to goad them into it. And they realized it and they were like, now we're definitely not going to do it. I don't know. But yeah, no, it is better for the world. It is yeah. better. Yeah, I'm not complaining. <laughs> but how sick? I mean, these media people, I mean, they should be brought to I trial for fomenting yeah. a war. I mean, I the know. people in Ukraine would be dying. There's families, uh, you know, you have two kids. Bad. I have a daughter. There's people in those places. You think like people in Iraq don't exist with like kids and families. I know. I know. And when shit like that happens, like what happens to you? I mean, if there's a war in your neighborhood, it would be like, it'd be the worst possible thing that could happen. And they just fomenting that shit. It's like, th that's who you're dealing with. I mean, you really have to see the face of evil of, of these people. I mean, it's, it's the face of evil. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't think it's a too strong of a word to describe people who are, you know, angling yeah. for that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So let's wrap it up. You got anything, uh, TV shows, whatever are you going to, um, I'll throw a couple of movies up when trying to get caught up in movies. Uh, I watched the lost daughter. That's very good film. If you're into like a film, um, King Richard, really entertaining man i didn't realize serena oh sorry venus williams like didn't do any juniors and her first, basically her first match pro was like no one had seen her in four years in round two she was facing the number one player in the world and that person was down a set three one and then iced her with the bathroom break a 10 15 minute bathroom break came back and then won 11 straight games against venus that's wild i didn't i didn't mm. even remember that i had to look all that up anyway that's pretty crazy uh, uh will smith's very good king richard but i mean it's a sports movie um mm. and then don't look up Unfortunately, I don't have a strong take. I didn't hate it as much as Mario. Um, I, I, you know, it was mildly, it was entertaining, whatever. I don't have a strong take. I didn't like find it. I could understand why politically it'd be very annoyed people, but um, whatever. You, I'm sure you wouldn't like any of them, but I saw a little bit. Good. I saw a little saw, bit. Heather okay. was watching it the other night yeah. and I yeah. watched it. Was, it was like, I didn't really get in that deep, but I, it was okay. I don't know. 
it was fine. Yeah. So it was probably, yeah, I thought it was, so, it was just fine, whatever. But yeah. And you still need to watch uh, a promising young woman for, for the last two years. I've told you. I, I got to write that a nice date I, night. My you, brain, my brain is like, if you tell me, you too. if you, if you tell me, Oh, really? Because it's not like it's, it's about pop it date. in and do not look at a synopsis of what it's about. OK, OK. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we'll be divorced anyway before that. If you tell me like a, a show, it goes in one ear out the other. And then I'm like looking, I'm like, what the hell? I know there's some show I'm supposed to watch and I just yeah. can't remember anything. Okay, It yeah. always happens. One question for you. We're going to do a health podcast. You, you mentioned this like during football. I was waiting. We have to wait when that's got good to go on the iTunes situation. Yes, I was we're not going to go. waste yeah, that. Right. Yeah, okay. So okay. we can do another one like Monday. We could do like a two a week. Maybe we'll wait till I'm done with XM just because it's just, I don't have the, the energy to talk that much. So uh, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and I so, actually turned 40 next week, hitting up French oh, no laundry. Shit. So yeah. 40. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude. Yeah, on Wednesday too. Old, so we had, dude, we, I'm actually look, going to French. Yeah. We'd have to switch. This if I didn't know better, I would think yeah. you're not, you're like 47, 48. Yeah. I didn't know you're just 40. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just what, what, what's the date again? What's your birthday? The actual day? 23rd the week from today. February, February 23rd. Anyone yeah. famous born on your birthday that we should know about? Mm, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, no, honestly, that's I can't. the best I, you could do. Yeah, Jesus, that's guy. bad. Yeah, that's yeah, sad. That's really yeah, sad. Yeah. Great. Um, I got Sugar Ray Robinson, James Brown, Niccolo Machiavelli. He's born on my birthday. So Dalton Feldon was born on February 23rd. Oh, well, maybe that people, yeah, I get it. All right, man. So maybe next week we'll do the health one. Uh, we'll go deep into all matters of health. We can talk about some of the shit that you've learned. And I, I've definitely, I'm always looking into shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. If not next week, the ne whatever. Very soon we'll do one of those, and I'm looking forward to it. I have a, I have a lot to say, and uh, yeah, for sure. Um, good talking to you, and uh, yeah, man, good, good times. I'll talk to you tomorrow right. on XM. All right. Uh, talk to you next time. Take care. Right, later.